What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us again on another live edition of Crossover Commerce. I'm Ryan Kramer, your host of this show. Thanks for joining us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're going live on all these platforms so we can bring you a different perspective in the e-commerce and Amazon industry. Uh, Today, I have with me a pretty special guest, uh, all the way from Los Angeles, California. He is somebody that has been around in the Amazon space, I want to say for at least since 2014, if not longer. Someone who's going to give us a little bit of insight onto... Uh, the data side of Amazon, finding products that are going to work for you as an Amazon seller, and any other tidbits and questions that you have on these social platforms, definitely comment below, and we'll make sure that we get those questions asked uh, to John. But I'll go ahead, and that's where I'll bring in John. John Tilly of uh, Zonguru. John, thanks for joining us today. What's up? What's up, man? Ryan, how- good uh, good intro, and, uh, and, and cool that? to see a uh, little video in the beginning, man. You, you're doing a great job with this podcast, so thank hey, you. Hey, we, uh, we we don't skip on any kind of the uh, on the budget. It's just me and one other person putting this on together. So it's evolved into something like a little unique, but uh, we have a lot of people we can talk to, and that, that's where we bring on people like yourself to get that perspective on the e-commerce and Amazon space. It's really cool to have you on today. Um, I know... A lot of people probably know your background, know who Zonguru is, but maybe kind of just a quick tidbit about yourself and uh, kind of where you kind of led up to today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, look, you know, I'm uh, I've started. You know, I, I, my career was in advertising. I was I was a advertising exec uh, for many years in in South Africa, where I was from originally, London, and I made my way over to LA. Um, and I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I, I never could really make that leap. Um, and you know, I had all these ideas, but when you have a successful career in, in, in corporate, it's sometimes very difficult to make that jump. And, uh, in 2014 was, was when I stumbled onto Amazon and I was like, this is it, man, I can grow this, uh, this, this brand, this product idea that I have, I can launch it and I can do it while I, while I have a, a corporate gig and then, and then hopefully make the jump and, and, uh, it took me a little under a year, and I and I got uh, got into six figures, and and I made the jump. So that was my first venture out of uh, out of the the corporate world into starting my own thing, um, and uh, and and selling on Amazon. So that, that's where I started, uh, and then that that grew into collaborations with my business partner Adam Hudson, and and at the time there was there wasn't much uh, around in terms of services uh, for Amazon sellers, and and we came up with this this idea of creating software um, for, for sellers. And, and that was a little bit of my background um, in terms of what I was doing in, in advertising, uh, you know, developing software uh, was, was part of our, our, uh, our kind of thing. And uh, yeah, grew, grew, uh, grew the team and started uh, the software. So I think it, it's just born from this idea of being passionate about selling on Amazon and, and how we can better service uh, sellers. That, that, that's where it kind of grew from. And uh, I still sell on Amazon still love it but uh but this is uh you know most of my focus is is growing the software business which which is a which is a, a, he- a heavy task it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> i think it is for a lot of people who like to do both like they're still actively selling but also they they have a business to run you're responsible for employees and 
uh, you know, worldwide, but also you're responsible for just innovating and becoming a helpful service for other people. So what was that, what was that kind of initial point where you and your, your business partner are like, Hey, this is something that is not available out there. Maybe we should really kind of dive into it. Was it something you want to create for yourself and then kind of grew we, Hey, we can, some, that we can sell this to other people, or is it more of, um, uh, you were just going to do for other people first off and foremost. Yeah, good, good question. I think I think at the beginning, you know, as entrepreneurs, I think we 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 saw the opportunity with with Amazon uh, and saw the growth that was happening on the seller side, um, and the initial opportunity on the services side, and and envisioned this idea of like seeing what was in the space. Like there, there was bad coaching, you know. Hey, this is a quick win. You can easily create a business on Amazon, and and it's no problem. Um, and and kind of bad data, you know, and and so. Uh, myself and my my business partner Adam were like, okay, well, how can we collectively create, um, you know, a service that that one educated people in the right way um, about how to grow a proper business on Amazon, and and number two, uh, took the responsibility to provide great data in the right way at the right time, so so sellers could be successful with their business um, by making decisions based on that data. So, um, you know, I took ownership of the software side, and he started a reliable education um, as the education side. And we kind of worked in tandem at the start to really educate people on how to start a business on Amazon and then service them with, with the right kind of data to, to help them grow those businesses. So that, that was our start, um, you know, sitting in the back of, of pubs, uh, trying to coach small little groups, guerrilla style. <laughs> the okay. first meetups ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, the term meetups are pretty, are pretty popular even now, even before uh, coronavirus, but now, uh, I think a lot of people are missing those kinds of meetups, personal like education courses and whatnot. That's cool. So what was kind of the scariest thing for you as a as an entrepreneur? Obviously selling on Amazon's one thing. That's a that's a side that we can obviously get into. But what was that that leap into starting a software as a service? Is it um just getting your name out there? Is it becoming like a, a reliable education or is it becoming just a software in general so that people, you know, feel trust feel trustworthy to uh use you guys? You know, to be honest, I don't think there was a scary, scary moment. I think, I think there's frustrating moments. And, and, um, I, I think that, you know, as a, as a software, you know, a business, I think, I think the scary moments are, are when you're, you're potentially not delivering on your promise. Right. Um, and that comes, you know, we've had many scary moments in, in right at the beginning where, um, you know, we, we had the wrong type of development team. Um, you know, ones that, that we, we, we constantly were focused on fixing problems rather than focused on developing new tools and had to grow through that. And, and those are the scary moments. But, you know, with 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 the right standards and the right focus um, and, and importantly, getting the right um, development team and, and, and team to, to develop your product um, is a critical thing. And, and we managed to get that early um, with uh, Stefan Rachev, who's a he's a seven figure seller and he's our CTO. Uh, brilliant, brilliant developer, um, and and we have a, a you know an awesome team right now, which is which is pretty substantial, um, and and importantly, ones that that really believe in in selling on Amazon. I think right from the beginning, because I had a passion for for Amazon, uh, I've incentivized our team to sell on Amazon. So, if you work for Zonguru, you can get a free um, loan uh, upfront to buy your first stock to sell on Amazon, um, and uh, and you have to pay that back when you're profitable. So, um, right. you know, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of them have paid back, but I, I think the important thing there is that 
we believe in it, we incentivize it, and we incentivize our team to have this, this so, you know, it's other business um, having pr profits that they can scale on Amazon. And importantly, they just work together. So you have these developers, these product people, these designers who, who are developing a product that they can use for themselves because they are the target market. So they understand the challenges that we go through and they develop the right solution to help solve those challenges. So um, it's it's a beautiful marriage and and we see it in our product, which which is awesome. So um, yeah. you know, I think just kind of going back to your, your question, I don't, I don't think there's been scary moments too much as as, as much as just um you know a passion to kind of work through the hard work and and get the right team together to to provide value um in the space so that that's been my joy and and, and kind of focus over the last few years that's awesome and i have not sold on amazon i think a couple of people have listened to this i haven't sold on amazon but i know obviously the right people to like point to when it comes to self-education and whatnot where do you as a as a seller obviously and have to educate other people where are you drawing from those inspirations is there like a facebook group or like is there articles that you're constantly reading on certain platforms what where are you still growing um as a you know as a student of the of the craft on amazon yeah um i think uh most importantly i think i think on the on the business side i think it's it's relaying business experience right i think going into into selling on amazon and, and into the services side I, i've had many years of, of of business experience around creating brands around um you know creating products helping clients in advertising you know market their products so um, I have a very good understanding of of the aspects of of creating a, a product to sell on marketplaces um, and and advertising and communication and and all of those pieces. So I think I can portray that, which is which is a skill I've built over the years. But I think the other part is is you know growing in parallel a a a, a services business, um, a SaaS business, which is our technology, and and all the ins and outs of actually building that business are very relatable to creating your own Amazon business and, and how do you uh, bring that business mind and structure um, to creating a real business on Amazon? And, and that's the key, you know, is um, you, you're not just, if, if you approach it nowadays, it's just like, hey, it's a side gig and I'm going to launch a product, you know, it's it's either going to be slightly successful in the be beginning or not at all. Um, and, and, and if you truly want something to be scalable, you have to approach it as a real business and have the right structures in place to, to, to do that. So um, I think that's where I draw inspiration from. And, and I draw a lot of inspiration from, from my business partner who, and reliable education and, and their, their education of business. You know, they're very focused and, and uh, are, are bringing new ideas from the, 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 the teachable side uh, for, for a long time. So those are inspirations. The other part clearly is, is, um, is data and, and, um, you know, understanding the evolution of, of Amazon as, as it seasons over, over the years, you know, it's, it's a pretty seasoned, um, marketplace now. Um, and, and there's a lot of comp complexity that goes into it and a lot of new ways of looking at data and, and a lot of competition on, on, the, on, on the, the software side and how to look at data and how to present new solutions. So, um, just tapping into that um, is, is is very important and bringing those ideas uh, back back to our audiences. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue into kind of what our topic of conversation was, is that there's a lot of places where you can start. If you're an Amazon seller and never sold before, what's going to help you get to be successful on the, on the right foot? Um, a lot of people are 
you know, they look at product, they look at listing, they look at what industry or kind of vertical they want to sell in. So you as a company, what's your philosophy on how to get people to, to start on Amazon? Because that's where a lot of, I believe your focus is, is those people who are starting to sell on Amazon and then continue to iterate from that and how do you find that next successful product? But where do you tell people from day one, this is what you should be looking at, follow the data essentially. And then uh, that, that won't, that won't lead you astray. What's kind of that philosophy as a company that you guys yeah. are teaching people? Yeah, uh, just just a note on that. I, I think uh, in terms of our focus, in terms of core products, I think we 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 have a lot of products to help newbies kind of get going and, and find and 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 find great products, um, which is obviously critical to to Amazon success. But um, a lot of our focus is is on tools for sellers, um, and 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 you know given that a lot of us are sellers we we kind of understand what tools from launch through through uh scaling your business that, that you actually need so we have a lot of tools that that are for sellers so um probably about 60 to 70 percent are really focused on once you've launched and how to optimize and, and 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 grow um but kind of at the beginning which is which is hey if i'm looking to to launch a product on amazon what are what is the philosophy that that i follow uh, and then I teach it. it. I think it's the understanding up front first that that data is fifty percent of the answer, right? The other fifty percent, to what I said earlier, is your business savviness, um, the education that you that you that you focus on around how to create a differentiated brand. Um, how do I understand who my audience is? You know, how do I form a customer avatar? What are their needs, their wants? Um, how do how do we approach? Um, the savviness around product creation where I can get the balance between my cost of goods and, and my, my actual, um, you know, uh, selling price and that the margin is in there. These are real important, um, business, uh, kind of pieces that you need to learn and, and understand and, and absolutely is critical 100% to, to your, the growth of your business. If you can get that right up front, you know, the rest is going to be a lot easier. If you get that wrong up front, uh, you take shortcuts. You you don't learn how to create a, a proper business. Um, you, you know you're going to fail. The other fifty percent is the data, and 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 that's important. So you're not relying on data to make the decisions. You need to have that balance between entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, business savviness, um, and 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 the data. Um, our our responsibility from the data perspective is to give you the data so you can make the right decisions based on your education around business. So um, that that's an important philosophy. Um, that we always try to try to teach. Uh, on the data side, I think it's really important to understand where, you know, what kind of product you tr you're trying to create, uh, or or what niche are you trying to get into, and and importantly, how are you, you know how much money you need, and, and how you know what's the capital that you need to be able to compete effectively to try and get to page one and. Uh, where we are at with Amazon these days is it's a niche within a niche. You know, it's not just simply a niche nowadays. You, you know, there's such a global demand and, 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 and a market demand for any type of product that, that finding a unique product that appeals to a unique audience, that's your million dollar product or your six figure product to get you going. You know, um, you know, you're not looking for those products that are going to be 10 million out of the gate, you know, um, that that's not where you want to compete. So you need data to be able to peel back the layers to find that niche within a niche that makes sense where you you have the data so you know how to compete and you know where to focus your attention to beat the competitors and it's more critical now than ever so you kind of have to have the data to peel back 
the layers of the onion to get to to get to the juice you know um and that's where we're at these days gotcha and and where a lot of people don't understand like you guys are you know your partners with amazon right it's a it's a give and take there is there's information that amazon amazon willingly shares through their apis through their algorithms to companies like yourselves where the you can provide valuable insight in terms of like keyword research um, how many people are searching for a specific topic? What's that relationship like if, you, if you're if you building it, um, obviously from the start and where it is today? Um, because a lot of people I know from coming from a SaaS uh, background and a company background, a lot of people's questions are, how do I know that this data is more reliable than that data from a company XYZ? How do you guys, how do you guys verify constantly that your data that you're offering sellers is accurate to a 10th degree um, in, in you kind of educating people on that front? Yeah, a really good question. And it comes up a lot. And I think, um, you you know, the answer is yes, we, we get through our partnership with Amazon, we get access to certain data. Um, and also, they don't give us access to certain data, you know, right? Um, got <laughs> it's an estimate, and, really. And, and uh, you know, there's creative ways that, that, that we um, can look at data through, through, um, one through our own data intelligence and, and testing against um, you know uh, algorithms and, and and real data that we have to ensure that where we do predict predict for example uh, around um, you know sales estimates and, and things like that that we do predict that we're in with a, a big enough variance um, or, or a small enough variance to 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 um, you know have a to 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 get good insights from from that data I think that's the the, the first key piece so um, you know, I always say to anyone who's talking about software and, and SaaS, like, you know, getting into an Amazon product, the complexity of, of our data set is, is insane. You know, um, there, are, there, are, there are billion dollar companies out there um, that, uh, or multi-billion dollar companies out there that, that, that their data is way less complex than what we're, what we're doing. So um, we have many, many data points, very complex algorithms that test and, and, and pull in data from, not only Amazon, but you know, um, uh, third-party data, these kind of things, to ensure that that we can give um, an accurate guide uh, to help you make effective decisions. I think I think that's that. So, what is what is the, the 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 level of the data accuracy and the data points that we give you, so you can be confident in, in the decisions you make? Um, so, you know, that's what we focus on, and 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 we continually test that based on us selling products on Amazon ourselves. Obviously, our customer database uh, informs on that as well. So, uh, you know, we 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 have a a strong confidence in in the data points. But most importantly, and this is where I think we differentiate a lot from from anything else, is that we we have that we have data, but we showcase that through a business lens. So we're looking at it as sellers and and as as kind of entrepreneurs uh, and 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 business people and saying. You know, are we showing you the data in the right way? Are we visualizing it in the right way? Are we giving you insights in the right way so you can make the right decisions? Um, and it's not one data point that you need to look at or, or saying, hey, I need to see sales estimates. And is that, um, you know, accurate within the nth degree? You know, it's like that is one small piece of a number of data points that we need to visualize in the right way so that you can uh, you can say, OK, this is this is a good opportunity. and and. We do that in in products like our, our niche radar, which which um, looks at answering key questions that we have, so that you can validate um, a market opportunity or a niche. Awesome. 
I mean, and, and all that makes complete sense. And I know we were kind of teasing, finding, using data uh, to find that, you know, that next product that you could be selling as either a seller or as a seasoned seller. Um, what is the specific metrics that you're really honed in on? Is there one, one or two key components that you can share with us? Maybe that, whether it's um, maybe it's search volume, maybe it's, you know, sales velocity where it's at at a certain point in it's, you know, history. Um, I know there, yeah. there's always so, so much that you can actually jump on it before it obviously becomes too popular and then everyone's selling it. So what are those metrics that you, from Zanru's perspective, are looking at? Yeah, I was hoping you're going to ask that. Otherwise, I was going to jump <laughs> and explain. No, um, for sure. But yeah, you know, it's exactly that, which is, and, and I think the way we look at it from a data perspective, specifically around validating a niche, I think, you know, we look at it and say, what are the questions we need answers to? And I think the first one is, does it have demand, right? And and um, by demand, it's like, are people actually searching for this type of product? Um, and, and, you know, how much demand is there? And is there enough but not too much, uh, and and is there enough, but not too little, right? It's it's kind of finding that balance, especially when you're looking for a niche within a niche. So demand is is the very first question we we need to answer. I think the second one is what is the um, competitive level? How 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 big is the competition opportunity where there is competition which is good, but not too much where you can't get in, right? So it's finding that balance, and I think that's the second question we answer. The third one is. Um, how much capital do, do I need to actually compete uh, up front? You know, what's my investment opportunity? Um, how much do I, or my sweet spot, how much investment do I need to put in um, so that I can get to at least page one for certain keyword, keywords so that I can compete? Um, and then the final one is, is revenue potential, which is like, um, you know, of the revenue on page one, can I get some of that? And importantly, can I make a profit? So is the price uh, range in, in the right kind of area um, so that I can, I can, you know, uh, make money off of the product that I launch. I think those are the four things that we try and answer to validate a product niche. And the fifth one, which we don't have in terms of data is exactly what I talked about before, which is like, how do I differentiate the product? Um, and that, you know, that's the, the 50% of the, the equation, right? Which is, um, understanding, um, the soft skills around how do I actually stand out from everything else that's on the page? So we have a, a um, kind of our own. Um, unique interpretation of that is it's it's called a niche radar uh, or it's fondly known as the rainbow and it has four different uh, lines which which give a rating for any keyword that you type in or any niche that comes up on page one will give you a rating for um, that niche and then it's obviously you know brought together as, as a percentage but we give you that breakdown so that you can look at something and go okay great the demand is good it's like a 70 percent demand that's great but the competition opportunity is like 2%. So, you know, it's really competitive. I can't get in. Um, and the investment street spot is, is, is 20%. So you, you kind of have these, these, these levers or these ways of looking at data so you can really understand um, your niche. So, so that's, that's, I think, the, the, the first piece that you need to look at is, is those, answering those questions. I think sales revenue is definitely something um, you need to look at. Um, and that, that's the first step. So we, it's kind of a stepped process. You need to look at that and say, okay, what's the, you know, what's the niche? Okay. Does this look like I can get in? Can I differentiate? I have some ideas. Great. You know, this is how I can do it. We have some tools that can help you to look at how to differentiate. Like I love, love hate tool, which looks at customer reviews and insights, um, that, that we kind of bring, bring those to the fore. So you can, you can kind of understand the page and, 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 uh, the niche opportunity, but then the, the next 
phase on that is is to look at trend data you know understand how your competitors in that space are are acting what does the trend look like on historical sales and we have data for that um and then the, the final piece which is which is really getting you know taking it to that next level is is looking at actual keyword data um so understanding okay this this is a good niche check i can differentiate check if i want to compete what is you know where are my competitors focused around keywords and where are the opportunities around keywords that i can focus on still get the right kind of levels of demand and sales but my comp my competition isn't as strong because you know amazon is based on keyword searches right so if i type in yoga mats or i type in tall yoga mats or yoga mat for men those are all keywords that are going to get different results on that page but what is the right one that i should really truly focus on specifically around launch or the first few words first uh, first few keywords um and and what's the potential of owning those keywords so we have a lot of data from our keywords on fire tool um which we're really known for especially amongst expert sellers which is you know really looking at the right data around keywords um to understand where the biggest potential is and also where the competition opportunity is so that i can beat my competitors and, and own that um and then and then you know once you kind of get to that point i think you're at a point where you can say okay it is a good niche i can differentiate and i can win because i know how to approach it from the marketplace so it sounds it sounds pretty complex in 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 ways especially today but i think you know if you follow the process and you go through it um you can have a lot more confidence going in and saying, hey, this is something I want to focus on for the next four months and get it live and spend some cash behind it because I have the right data points to be confident in my decision. Absolutely. And obviously data is key and it, it doesn't lie to you in terms of like what people are searching for. You know, it almost is that extra set of validation to say like, hey, my idea is not crazy. Uh, it's it's not, you know, out of, out of you know, norm uh, to be going after these kinds of products. Um, I know a lot of people just struggle. Like, do you, do you find that people are just struggling? Like, Hey, I want to sell on Amazon. I just don't know where to like start. I don't know where, and I'm even stepping this back from a further perspective of they're not going to ask you, Hey, can you find me a million dollar product? That's not what you guys are there for. It's to help like guy, like light the path, if you will. Um, where do you, as an Amazon seller though, where do you suggest people start? Like, is it, you know, a certain category is a certain topic. Like, where do you, where do you kind of say this is a good place to begin? Yeah, I, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a common problem, and I went through it. Um, I think there's a there's a massive emotional psychological barrier. You know, it's almost like that white noise where it's overwhelming. I'm like, I'm putting pressure on this this product idea. I'm in a nine to five gig. I want to get out or whatever I'm doing, or I don't have a gig, and I'm putting pressure on this product to be. A million dollar product idea for me that's going to you know get me to financial freedom and i think you know the the, the goal the goal and, and the biggest advice i can give you is to, is to work on breaking down those barriers taking the pressure off and 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 simply stepping through a process and um you know that was that was the biggest um success for me as as a first time uh kind of entrepreneur and, and starting my business on amazon is is I kept on overcomplicating things because I've got all this business knowledge and I was like, you know, I need to break that down and just do one step at a time. And and one of the biggest things I think for me was just to to start enjoying the process of of even if you, if you are stuck starting on Amazon, you know, and 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 not overthinking, hey, is this the right product? But but just breaking it down to a step of saying, hey, I'm going to spend 
you know, an hour right now, I'm going to pick out 10 different products that just stand out to me, whether they're good or bad. I don't really care. I just want to get that list going. Um, and that's, that's, I think is, is the best way to start right? is like to gather a list of 20 products and then, you know, educate yourself a little bit more using, you know, understanding our tools and then filtering through those 20 and seeing if you can get a couple like five or six to pop out and then educating yourself a little bit more and then breaking it down to the next step and the next step. Um, we have a, a thing called a product tracker sheet, which exactly steps you through that process of how we kind of go through um, the process and, and specifically breaking it down. So it's a simple step um, and you don't have to overthink it. Um, and I think the second thing I'd like, like to say there is, is if you're just starting, it's not about, you know, hitting a home run on, on that million dollar product first up. It's about getting live with with the caveat of really going through the process of, yes, you do need to differentiate. You don't want to lose money. You you want to you want to have a successful product. But, it, you know, if that product ends up making you, um, you know, two grand profit a, a month, you know, it, that's an amazing start. And you just right. need, you know to continue to you know to to start the next product and once you have two or three or four products live that's when you're starting to get into that six figure and potentially that seven figure a year business and it becomes a true business it takes time it's going to take you a couple of years but it's about these these stacking up of a few different products um you know and diversifying your risk um these are all all important things that that, that you can do in the space um absolutely you have a you have a, a home run on the first one but you know, <laughs> you're pretty lucky <laughs> Yeah, and it's not that common. I, I I would I would always tell people when they're asking, just starting out, it's not common for you to you know get there. There's a lot of people who self-educated, they worked hard, and they failed a lot more than when they succeeded. And they're experts in their field, or they're doing these services because they failed. They found iterations from what was successful, and they built on top of that. And now you're just learning from the the positives of it instead of seeing all the negatives behind the scenes, which I can't stress enough is is quite uh, quite often for e-commerce sellers. Um, both on and off Amazon. So um, with obviously uh, something as crazy as like a pandemic now, I kind of ask people, you know, obviously we don't know when people's philosophies are different, how it, how it affects uh, them personally. But as a business perspective, has this helped, has this changed the way you as a company have done business in the terms of like uh, giving access to people? Are you seeing just an influx of people just trying to understand Amazon in general? Um, it for one reason or, an, or another. Yeah. Um, uh, is, is my background okay? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, it, I, we got you. Good. Sorry, I just got a little bit of noise in the background. I just want to make sure. Um, yeah, I think I think the thing that we see with the pandemic is 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 e-commerce has been fast forwarded five years from from where it is uh, today. You know, I, I think where we want it to be in five years is happening right now. It, it is a massive um, trend towards being on e-commerce. And specifically, you know, we look at global markets and I think, you know, some of the, the global markets that we're potentially behind a little bit on the e-commerce side are now all jumping on, like, you know, Italy, France, Spain, um, you know, they've had retail stores, but but the only way of survival right now is, is really being on, on e-commerce, whether it's Shopify or, 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 or Amazon, et cetera. So we're seeing a massive focus um, and, and the trend is just going to completely explode um, uh, even more. So, uh, you know, the, the, this thing isn't going away or is not slowing down anytime soon. It's absolutely going to grow. I think, um, you know, the, and, and the, you know, people who do have retail, um, they have to have an e-commerce piece of their business now. It's, it's, 
you know, otherwise they're not going to survive. So um, that shift is happening. Um, we are seeing, um, you know, people wanting to start a business on there, but we're also seeing again to what I said is a lot of um, sub uh, substantial businesses now wanting to get onto Amazon. And I think that does add complexity um, from a competitiveness to, to marketplaces um, where you have potentially, you know, uh, established brands um, now wanting to play on, on, on Amazon and, and they have bigger budgets behind PPC um, and, and, you know, ways that they're approaching the market. We do see the bigger brands are still extremely uneducated as to how to sell on Amazon and they're doing things in the incorrect way. So, um, you know, the, the opportunity is, is absolutely um, still there. And on the other side, customers, we're getting more and more demand as well. So again, if you find a niche within a niche, um, you know, a specific target audience, that is a, a big business because the demand is there. So you, you, you can absolutely make money as a first time seller on Amazon, but you have to be smarter about how you approach it. And, and, you know, we're seeing every day customers who started thinking about this six months ago, who are now live and are absolutely crushing it. So the opportunity is there, but um, you have to be creative and, and, and smart. Right. And I, I think that's, that takeaway makes sense because there's a lot of people who have said that e-commerce has fast forward our dependability on it has become significant, especially when you can't go out for one reason or another. A lot of people knew this was coming, I think, but you said fast forward five years, I would agree. It's, it's really hard um, in terms of just knowing the, the true effect of it and what that, if that's going to be a lasting impression for people, which I think it will. I think the ease of not getting out of your house, it coming in a day or two to your door, whatever that product is, I think that's super substantial. Um, and it's opening up a lot of eyes. Um, the other question I like to ask people is, do you think that there's a significant lack of education in terms of Amazon in general, in terms of it's supporting other sellers? Um, and what I mean by that is a lot of people think, don't buy an Amazon because support local um, XYZ, because those businesses will go out of, out of business. Do you find it difficult to kind of educate that population and say, hey, listen, we're not trying to go out of business. We're trying to create they're like Amazon is a marketplace in general for people to, you know, iterate and to also expand their, their global reach, uh, using it, uh, marketing and advertising background. Do you feel like that, that lacks a little bit? Yeah, look, I think Amazon has its, its, its problems and I think it's challenges and, and I think it's, it's brand, um, uh, perception. I think, I think does have, uh, some work that needs to be done. And, and certainly I stand behind this idea of, of shopping local and supporting local, you know, whether you shop right. local, support local, I think it's, it's critical for, for now. And, and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, government, government helps local uh, small businesses. Cause I think they're a critical part just to kind of our day to day enjoyment, but you know, absolutely on Amazon, it's, it's a mix of marketplace between big brands and, and small business SMBs like us, small, small business owners. Um, and that's the beauty of Amazon is that, you know, you can literally open up any search on Amazon and on that page, you're going to have big brands and this small mom and pop shop who's competing against that brand and, and competing well, you know, um, and, and never before in our lifetime has uh, that opportunity been available. And it's there for anybody who wants it. And it's on Amazon and you can you can absolutely shop local on Amazon. Um, I, I think it's actually to your point. I think it's a great idea if, if, if there's ways to um, help the public understand 
how to identify um, smaller brands on Amazon versus the bigger ones and 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 put their attention there. Hey man, I think I think that's a great idea, um, and I think Amazon <laughs> has a responsibility on that too. So, um, yeah, I think I think look and, and everything's a trend, and I think you know in any global shakeup, there's going to be new trends, new perceptions that are coming out, and I think this idea of of supporting local um, is a trend, and I think Amazon will be really smart to 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 jump on that and say, hey, we recognize that as a trend, and this is how we're going to support it. Because if they don't and they ignore it and they don't feel like they're connected with their customers, um, we're going to customers are going to go somewhere else, you know. Um, right. And that's going to happen over time. And and I think that that leads to an important point, which which I would give as advice, which is, you know, if you're starting to create your 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 product, um, you know, envision that you're creating a brand and that your first place of selling this product is on Amazon, but it's absolutely not your last. And 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 I think that's a really important. Um, mindsets to to set at the beginning of you creating a brand that's going to be platform agnostic. You're going to have you're going to start on Amazon. You're going to get some cash flow. You're going to great create a great business there, but it's going to give you the ability to expand onto other platforms like your Shopify um, and other e-commerce uh, platforms out there because it reduces your risk, but it establishes you as as a, as a global brand and it fortifies your 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 moat. Um, so I would see. Amazon is 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 not the be all and end all, but it's the best place to start. It really is. I mean, you, you know, if you if you want to go where people are shopping and you have the right product for Amazon, you can absolutely create an amazing business there. But don't stop there. You know, have a vision of creating your brand beyond beyond Amazon. It's it's really important because um, time and time again we see people who launch on Amazon. They haven't really thought about a brand. They haven't followed the right steps to create the moat around the product. Um, to create it harder to copy they haven't created a good brand experience and at the end of the day it's just a product that's been sold on amazon people find out it's great and they they you know they cut the the, the price and, and the margin and they're pretty quick out of business or they get shut down by amazon and they have no other leg to stand on so you know create a, a solid brand up front and have the vision for that and you have everything you need to literally compete i think one of the things i, I tell people is if you have a product idea, don't look at how you can beat what's on Amazon. Go in and just search Google Images, bring up top brands and say, how can I beat these top brands in my space? Because I can bring that to Amazon. I can bring high quality, amazing brands and products to Amazon and you can crush it there. And we have all of that ability these days. You know, you can go on Upwork, you can find all these specialists you, within your budget. You can create an amazing brand um, and product and, and you shouldn't sell your, yourself short by just focusing on beating what's on Amazon. You can totally kill that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh you, you have everything you need. That's awesome. Um, and to reintroduce us for anyone who's joining us on again, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Twitter, or Facebook, uh, I'm Ron Kramer. I'm the host of the show crossover commerce. We bring on guests like John Tilly, uh, the CEO and co-founder of, uh, Zonguru, uh, on to give their perspective on what's going on in the e-commerce world, as well as, you know, Amazon world. Uh, kind of we're ending the year of 2020. And I guess my, my next question, it raised to a kind of a global expansion. That's what ping pong is known for helping people expand internationally. What's, what are, what's kind of the data that you guys are looking at in terms of where growth is happening and maybe, maybe something that surprised you, um, from both an Amazon, uh, seller, but also as a, a CEO of a company. Um, yeah, I think I think we look at global demand. I, th I think that's that, that's an interesting um, 
aspect to to look at and i think um anybody who you know again going back to services within within amazon they are seasoned now they, they are pretty complex i mean look at look at ping pong i think you know the ability to live in any country in the world and open choose your marketplace on amazon globally where you want to start um is is something that's unbelievable you don't even have to live in that country and you can be selling there and making making money in that that, that marketplace um for yourself so um i think that is something that is that that, that is truly um being opened up and i think a little bit less um there's less barriers to entry going into 2021 um with partners like like ping pong where you, where you can get access so you know even if you're that's another tip i would say is like if you're looking to start selling on amazon and you, you're starting to get an idea don't just stop at looking at your your local marketplace like amazon.com or amazon eu um look globally and look at the demand and the competition um and and the aspects that that are available in those in those local uh markets because um that might be the better place to start and certainly there's nothing holding you back from going there so I would say look globally um, rather than just your, your local market as a start. Um, I think in terms of surprise, I think uh, the, the growth and the numbers happening in Amazon Australia are, are just crazy. I mean, the, the growth, you know, that that was that was definitely, you know, I, I visit Australia, my business partners from Australia. My accent is different. It's, it's South African. But, um, you know, going to Australia, I think one thing that that I was surprised by by visiting there is how far they were behind in the e-commerce um you know trends i think i think they australia was one to really hold on to that whole retail experience that physical retail experience um and and they saw that as part of their culture but with the pandemic with everything that's happening you know the shift to e-commerce e is just insane especially with um you know um kind of a day-to-day -day goods that you need so um you know, this pandemic has completely changed things and, and the growth there is insane. And, and people who got on early onto Amazon and, you know, have, have been there, it was almost like planting a flag on that on that market. Um, you know, they, they're seeing great growth. I think Amazon Japan is growing. We're seeing, again, to to some of the smaller markets like like Amazon Italy is just is going insane right now. So um, th this, is, this is all available to you as, as a seller, um, you know, picking a market um, and, and picking the right one that's right for your type of product um, and, and starting there. So uh, those are definitely global trends that you can look at and you have access to going into New Year, Amazon India being being another one. Yeah, I, I agree. And because we're, we're seeing the same thing too, I think there's just a lot of marketplaces. A lot of people just think because there's so much demand in the United States, obviously it makes sense. You want to go after the biggest piece of pie where there's opportunity, but there is competition. There's negatives that come with that. There's other sellers trying to sell the same good, um, even though the velocity might not be as high in other marketplaces. Maybe that's right. You go after Amazon Australia or Amazon um, in Japan or Amazon in Germany and those marketplaces um, and really kind of like figure it out. Um, obviously, there's a lot more logistical things. There's um, making sure that your products get there and source there. Um, there's there's your listings have to be translated into a different uh, language, all those kind of are, are problems that people are either afraid of or just don't think about. Um, what do you suggest when people should start looking at kind of that global expansion or that expansion outside their one marketplace? Do you guys feel that there's a certain point where it makes either financial sense or just logistical sense for them to to kind of make that next step forward? 
Yeah, I think I think um, th there's two ways to approach your initial scaling on Amazon, right? Is, is one, you could stay in one marketplace, uh, you know, amazon.com um, and or, or whatever marketplace you're choosing and then and then launch more products, right? Um, I think that's one way to scale and stay in one marketplace. The other way to scale is is to take your one product that you're selling and then expand it globally across other marketplaces and growing it that way. Each of them has its challenges, right? Um, you know, global expansion, um, I think the challenge there is is managing your your inventory and stock. Um, you know, all of a sudden you're shipping globally. It's a different beast. Um, I can I can tell you that from experience. And and um, uh, you know uh, that gets complex. Um, so I think in terms of answering your question about when is global expansion right, I think um, it's when your business is is pretty established in your marketplace, and importantly, you have the processes in place. Um, and you 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 finesse that um, for your 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 initial business, so that when you expand it, it's it's a matter of you know expanding processes that you already have in place, and and that's a critical piece um, to building your Amazon business is is focusing on your standard operating pr procedures. Uh, you know anybody who's who's probably looking on Amazon, you'll you'll come across this, but you know as you build out a process, whether it's um, you know ordering stock or working with your manufacturer, like document that that process. You know, finesse that, get that right, and have documentation so that you can hand that off to um, your your first uh, assistant or whoever you bring in at, at some point. So, um, I would say probably global expansion is when you're kind of ready for that at least that first assistant who who can then you know take over or or that service that can take over and manage your inventory or, or something along those lines because it's 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 a tough thing to manage and it takes your focus off of kind of growing your business, which is where you want to keep your focus. You don't want to get stuck just really you know, focus on your inventory management when, when you can focus on, on the bigger picture. Yeah. Is there a moment that you felt most proud of either yourself or as a company? Um, whether it's, you know, I felt like, Hey, I hit a certain threshold as a seller or we hit so many subscribers as a company. Is there a moment that you kind of reflect back and said, Hey, we're doing a pretty damn good job at what we're doing. Uh, yeah, I think the first proud moment was, I have a picture of it, but it's, it's me kind of packing up my, my box and leaving my agency, um, you know, and, and, you know, people being sad that I was leaving, but wishing me well, but, you know, I think it's a unique position to kind of leave with a smile on your face with your boxes. If you kind of fired yourself from your, your job, you know, so I think <laughs> the proud moment is like, Hey, I have this, this awesome product that I launched and it's selling and it's got me out of my nine to five and, you know, I, I had, you know, kind of emotional connections to the first brand as well. I, I was doing it with my brother who's who's based in, in London. So it was kind of a way of, of connecting and staying connected with him as well. So I think that was definitely one of my first proud moments. Um, and I think, uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's many. I, I think, um, you know, being able to to get up on stage in front of 5,000 people and, and keep, keep it together, first of all, but, but secondly, you know, <laughs> Put in that position where you are literally an expert who, and you have this ability to 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 share that knowledge with five thousand people on stage is is a, is a definitely a proud moment um and i think um there's so many little ones in between but we we have quarterly summits with our full global team and it is truly a global team um you know and and you know having a moment uh, you know during those summits to to get everyone to reflect and, and say whatever they want and, and for them to say they enjoy working at, at Songuru and they're thriving there and, and they feel that um, not only are they bettering their craft in terms of what they're delivering for Zonguru, but they're 
bettering their, their lifestyle and their education levels and everything. And, you know, having the responsibility as, as a company to do that, I think is a very proud moment. Um, and yeah, just that, that moment where, where my, I think there was a, a time in, in, in Zonguru where the challenge was sh shifted from, can we create a great product as in terms of our software, um, where, where we were leading with marketing, but we didn't necessarily have the best, best product at the time. And this was early on right. to that moment where it shifted, where the challenge became, okay, we have this amazing product and our challenge is marketing and it's only marketing. And we just need to get this in front of as many people as we can. Uh, I think that was a, a good moment for me because there was so much blood and sweat and tears that went into getting a great product. But now the pressure has kind of come back onto the marketing side. Like, okay, we have <laughs> let's get you it. Differentiate yourself like, again. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good challenge to feel that pressure back on, on the biz dev and, and marketing side. And, and, uh, and we just, you know, I, I can 100% stand behind our product and just go put me up against anything. We have the best products out there and it, it's a good feeling. Um, and, it, and it's taken, taken some time, uh, and, and just hiring the right people and, and, and getting the right focus on the business. So, um, that's definitely, um, a proud moment for sure. And, and aligns with our responsibility and our promise, right? Which is like, to deliver a product that can help you to make the right decisions for your business um, and be successful and, and and grow it. Absolutely. And coming up on kind of the back part of our hour, um, maybe leave you with this question. What's kind of that that thing that you are looking for in 2021, either from Zonguru's perspective or maybe on Amazon's perspective? Is there something that you guys are working towards or you think that you're going to see more of in uh, this next year? Yeah. Um, I think I think um, you know certainly an area that we're we're focusing on is, is specific data around helping um, to maximize your potential for for sales and conversion. Um, I think we're an all-in-one toolset, but um, we're known we're getting known for our our, our keyword um, kind of research uh, tools as well as our listing optimization tools. I think that's uh, a unique sweet spot that that we're owning in the market. To to I think it's it's more and more critical that when you're launching that you that you go out there guns blazing that you've done the work around your product but that you you absolutely uh, optimize um and and maximized i would say for the right um traffic and and conversions and and keywords um and that you know how to approach the market because you amazon's going to give you a shot but you know if you don't if you don't get that shot right um it, it, it's it's an uphill battle so i think that's a big focus for us um i think um the alignment between that and and paid uh, paid search and, and, and paid advertising um, and, and how they work together between your listing, your optimization, your PPC, um, I think is an area we're focusing on. And, and PPC is certainly a very important piece. We just finished a case study where we literally took a listing from flatline back up to, to, to good sales, um, just using our keywords, our listing optimization and, and a PPC strategy. And, and, you know, there's so much focus on trying to go outside of Amazon and bring this traffic. But if you use the tools in the right way, um, and you know how to, to kind of incrementally improve, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good. Um, profitability is, is definitely an area we're focusing on. Uh, we have some amazing uh, new tools coming out. I think, um, global integration is, is a huge thing that we're, we're, we're very close to, to launching, which, um, uh, it's bringing this this idea to to all of Amazon markets, um, and uh, and that's that's a big focus of ours, um, and uh, we're excited about that. 
uh, and uh, yeah, uh, there a lot, a lot's happening. In going on. <laughs> you know, that is the challenge, and I think it's it's important for us. You know, we are this. There's some complex competitors in our space, and and we are owning that all in one. So we're owning from the beginning of research through to launch, through to business management to, to scaling. We're we're owning that whole journey in terms of our tool sets. But you know, it's important that we don't uh, just provide you know mediocre solutions at or high level solutions at each place. But we have to have the best tool at at each of those um, each of those spots, and and we believe we're there. Um, but it, you know, it, we continually have to improve those uh, and bring new ones. So um, we're at a good sweet spot right now where we have an amazing dev and product team, um, and and we have a good um, a good roadmap ahead. So. Uh, you know, uh, we're excited. Well, absolutely. And because you guys are a partner of ours, obviously we, we would, we'd love to obviously point people in your direction, but for those who want to do that yourself, John, where can people learn more information about Zongaroo or yourself? Yeah. Um, go to any of our, our social handles at Zongaroo. Um, I think those are good places to find us. Um, we have a private, um, Amazon seller. It's called the Amazon seller network, um, a private Facebook group, and we have a lot of content in there. Um, but I think you know one one of the things that we've worked incredibly hard on is is providing good educational data uh, or, or articles within our blog. Uh, and if you jump into that blog, you're going to find a lot of educational material um, around you know what are the steps I need to follow to launch a product on Amazon. Um, we have around the track series. We have a million dollar product challenge. We have uh, this business case study, which is actually coming out tomorrow, which is how we took this listing from Flatline. Um, to 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 sales um, using PPC and listing optimization that comes out tomorrow and the, and that's with our CTO kind of going through his exact steps how does he follow PPC so we have so much educational content that is if you just dive into that and and step through some of those um, I think it will give you whatever you uh, further insights around where you're focused on your Amazon journey so I, I would I would jump in there. Um, our customer support team is hugely passionate about about the space um, and uh, they want to help you guys be successful so if you have any questions reach out to support it can be as simple as saying hey man i'm just starting and where we i'm looking at everything but I, I want some more direction can you point me in the right direction and they'll have plenty of stuff to help you with um there so uh do that also uh, our instagram channel is dedicated purely to a feed of product ideas and inspiration um, to help you find great products to sell on Amazon. So uh, check out our Instagram feed. It's not just, uh, you know, kind of showcasing Zonguru. It's really helping you find product ideas. Um, and there's a, on the homepage, there's a free hot products ebook, which will not only give you hot product ideas, but break down why we think they're good ideas. Why are they not good ideas, hot or not? There's a whole bunch of stuff. So whether you're starting out or selling, um, there's, there's plenty of things that you can jump in and use. So uh, love you to jump in and, and uh, you know, if you have any feedback, um, jump on support. Absolutely. And I, I personally follow all the social channels too. follow them on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, lots of great content, obviously subscribe to their, to their blog. Uh, John's available also on social media on LinkedIn, uh, and various other platforms as well. But, uh, John, thank you so much. I know we just kind of scratched the surface on terms of a very broad topic of following data. My takeaway obviously today is data is going to point you in the right direction. Listen to it, follow it, um, use tools like Zonguru or other software services out there to make sure that that backs up your thoughts um, before jumping into business uh, or make that next step in your business journey. But thank you so much today for joining us. I know you're a busy person. It's a crazy 
doesn't even feel like December 1st today. Um, uh, it snowed today, which is crazy from where I am. At, well, it's Indiana. So weather is hit and miss all over the place, but, uh, it was a pleasure like talking to you today. And of course we'd consider you a friend of the show to hop on anytime that, uh, maybe obviously recapping the holiday season. We'd love to have you on again and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what Zan Guru does in the future. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, you've got some uh, great, uh, great conversational skills. So I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so hey, much. Hey, that's what happens when you talk so much. Uh, you just kind of pick things up. And you, uh, the whole point is listening to people. Uh, if you can understand where people are coming from and can pull from you know past experiences, I think that's truly key. But so uh, definitely appreciate you hopping on. And for everyone who's following us on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, again, follow us at Ping Pong Payments uh, International on various uh, social channels. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn as well. Just search Ryan Kramer. Uh, and then we will join you tomorrow. We have another uh, great guest, David Dan uh, from Amazon Experts. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, pay-as-you-go services versus Amazon uh, you know, agencies. So join us tomorrow on all of our social channels. Uh, we hope that you join us again next time for crossover commerce. I'm Ryan Kramer. Thanks again. All right.